Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. But we're going to call it Mandate Monday because somebody had to lose. So be careful who you choose. I'm your host, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. It's simple. You can't forget what you saw. Your team is your team. Win, lose, or draw. So I'm here with the who, what, and the why. And to some of you, just to say goodbye. Yes, indeed. Let's dive right in. First, we're going to start off with the NFL. Playoff time is here. Playoff time is here. Playoff time is here. Let's start with the Bengals and the Titans. Well, I guess the Bengals are for real. Only if uh, if Burroughs had a line. Eight sacks, but the upstarts toughed it out. The return of King Henry may have boosted the Titans' spirits, and he did play well. But the Tannehill interceptions at the worst times and the bad play calling led to the Titans' demise. A little too cute on a few third and ones and going for two, tied at 6-6, six to six, play football. Analytics has its place, but remember, remember people, you can win by one point. The Bengals were in charge for most of the game, but the Titans are the cardiac kids at home. But newly named Money McPherson. Kick the Bengals into the championship game. Nothing like playing with house money. 1916 upstarts. Then we're going to take it to Lambeau. 49ers versus the Packers. Lambeau is where good teams go to die in January. Just not this year. Aaron Rodgers didn't stink up the joint, but it wasn't his usual MVP caliber, caliber performance. They had, I mean, they had their chances. Jimmy G gave them every opportunity to put them in a hole early. But play, but but his play is the reason Trey Lance is waiting in the wings. Outside of Debo Samuels and running back Elijah Mitchell, the 49ers were stagnant at best. But the, the special teams got him out of a lot of trouble, blocking kicks and giving the Niners chance after chance. Both defenses rose to the occasion, but the Niners defense gets the gold star, getting to Rodgers more than he's accustomed and the late fumble set up by, set up Robbie Gold to make a kicker a hero for the second time of the day. And Robbie delivered 13-10, 49ers. And, of course, yesterday, Sunday, the Rams versus Tampa Bay. Like I said, I thought the Rams would beat the Bucks down. And they did for a half. Then I watched as the Rams tried to choke it away. Three fumbles and playing ultra-conservative. Uh, not to be... Cliche, but that is TB12 over there, a.k.a. the mechanic. Missed the two minutes or less. And there was 10 minutes to go for all the criticism that Matt Stafford got for not being a winner in Detroit. He became the ultimate opportunist, and Cooper Cup became the savior. Don't go away mad, Tom. Just go away. Rams 30-27. to Then the nightcap, we had... The Bills versus the Chiefs. Well, they saved the best for last. The Bills have been on a tear, and the Chiefs have been getting back to dominate. It was the Chiefs early. I don't know what was said at halftime, but a war ensued in the next two quarters. The Chiefs moseying along like a well-oiled machine, but Josh Allen kept coming. 
The cheetah caught a slant, chunked the deuces, game over. Wrong. Josh Allen and his receiver Davis kept coming until they had the lead with 13 seconds left. Rolls reverse. You don't leave time on the clock for my homeboy. 13 seconds, three plays, a field goal to tie, and overtime. The Chiefs won the toss, and the rest is history. 42-36 Chiefs. That was real football. So we got in the AFC, we got the Bengals versus the Chiefs at Arrowhead. And in the NFC, we the 49ers versus the Rams in Levi's Stadium. Some good football, people. Stay tuned. Moving on for the weekend, we're going to talk NCAA basketball. Now, let's, let's hurry up and get through the tournament because college basketball is horrible right now. Tough to watch. There's no real basketball being played, but I'm going I'm to give you the spill on the top 10 anyway. Just as far as I'm going top 10 because other than that, it's really not worth watching. But we're sports people here, so we're going to do what we do. First, we got Gonzaga still holding the number one spot. Uh, and they should be there for the rest of the year. Like I said, check out their schedule. They play absolutely nobody the rest of the way, and the conference is a joke. But they're going to be number one. Number two, Auburn, a legit team. They outlast the Wildcats, who are in rebuilding mode. It's different. We don't have pros in the lineup. Like I said, Auburn is going to be a problem, a big one. Number three, Arizona, holding down the third spot. The team nobody wants to play. The Pac-12 belongs to them right now. Plain and simple. Number four, Purdue, slipping into power rankings. The loss a week ago to Indiana leaves questions about their chemistry. But a 20-point blowout in their last game leads me to believe they are the team who they say they are. At number five, the reigning champs have checked their eagles at the door and are back to playing bare basketball. As I said, they possibly could have more talent than a team that cut down the nets last year. Imagine that. Number six, Duke. I didn't think Duke would drop out of the top five. Then Florida State got them late, dropping them to six. Late games, no league guard. This is going to be a problem all year, as I said. Number seven, Kansas. The no-name guys still on the rise. By Big 12 tournament time, these guys will be household names when and does that. Number eight, Wisconsin. Had plans of setting up shop in the top ten until Tom Izzo and the Michigan State dropped them short. Dropped them short, but... Stay tuned. They should be back. They're tough and gritty. They should be back in the top 10. They're at 8 number right now, but when the new polls come out, they'll probably be around 12. Number 9, UCLA. The Bruins still top 5, in my opinion. Uh, the Oregon loss put them in an unflattering light, but I'm telling you, they will make a run. 9 is kind of harsh. Number 10, Houston. Right now, the top 10, the Cougars, after losing their best player, seem to have been ignited. The Cougars, they have a world-beater mentality and the defense to make it a reality. So that's your top 10 in the NCAA, and that's all we're going to talk about about that. Moving on to the big boys in the NBA now. This whole MVP talk is an utter joke. Uh, I'm not a Kevin Durant apologist, and I'm not getting on my soapbox again, but the way they treat Kevin Durant, he's, he's only been out since he hurt his knee maybe 10 days. He's already out of the top five for 
MVP, which is ridiculous. He's led the league in scoring. It's just ridiculous to disrespect this man because he won't play the game. But they got number one now, Joker. I mean, Joker is consistent, but he's not leading the team anywhere. The NBA, once again, trying to appeal to the Euro fans. That's not going to work. I mean, I like him. He is consistent, but when he plays a mano mano against the stars in the league, he has a tendency to not show up, foul out, or do something crazy like push somebody in the back. I'm just saying. I like Joker, but he's not the best player in the league. Yeah, you can put him in the conversation, but no. Number two is LeBron. Although he is stat stuffing, he is having a great season numbers-wise. Currently in the eighth spot, any other player with the record that they have in the eighth spot, first thing you say, he's losing. So LeBron's losing. So what's different? He's LeBron, so I guess. Number three, I got Giannis. Giannis is a legit case, but he hasn't wrapped it up this year. Still probably nursing the championship hangover. Has been wildly inconsistent. But he could win it. He's just that good. You're not going to really find out how good he is this year until playoff time rolls around. He's already put him on his back once. Doing it again, it shouldn't be a problem. He's in his prime. So, yeah, he's a legitimate MVP candidate. And we're talking about four... Chris CP3, not even the best player on his team. His his leadership is over-exaggerated. I mean, the Phoenix Suns were on the rise before he got there. But, you know, yeah, I could say he, he made them. He, he put them. He gave them more structure, whatever the case may be. And they may, maybe they wouldn't have made it to the finals without him. But he's not in the MVP conversation. Uh, those days for him are past. Uh, the choke jobs with the, the Clippers, yeah, he, he's out of there. And at number five, they're saying Steph. I said when the season started that the MVP was Steph's to win or lose. Right now, it's not his. KD took over about two months ago. Steph's just the best player on his team right now. Uh, you know, And that's debatable with the rise of former number one pick Andrew Wiggins. Uh, like I said, the, the double teams are coming more. They're trying to body him up more. I mean, he, he picks his spot. He has his games. But, yeah, he's not playing the, over the last month or so. He's... He's not playing MVP ball. Not saying he can't get back in it, especially with the team that he has, but that that remains to be seen. Okay, in other NBA news, Grayson Allen of the Milwaukee Bucks strikes again, causing Alex Caruso to be out six to eight weeks. I can't wait for this hillbilly to get his. I mean, I hated J.J. Redick, but I respected his game. But this guy, he has the history and I'm just waiting for somebody to clock him and take that dumb look off his face. And the, and the league needs to be called out. This one game with suspension is BS at its highest form. This guy needs to be gone for at least five games. Crusoe's out six to eight weeks, and it's one game? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he needs to be gone for at least five games, point blank, period. Adam Silver, do your job. Then my man, Dame Dollar. Dame had successful surgery on his abdomen, but not pushing to get back. I think the writing's on the wall. It's either going to be him or Chauncey. And Chauncey, it was nice knowing. Okay. Um, Laker news. AD almost back for the Lakers. The narrative that Russ is the reason the Lakers can't beat a team over 500 is false. 
Those other guys stink up the joint plenty. Ask yourself, LeBron's the guy, why doesn't he have the ball at the end of the game? Since Russ is now being, it's okay to bench Russ. I'm just saying. If Russ the problem, oh yeah. Go ahead and fire Frank Vogel and put him out of his misery. At this point, he's probably ready to go. Okay, that's all I have on the NBA front. And wrapping it up, we're going to go to boxing. Uh, There's a couple of good matches this weekend. Uh, Gary Russell Jr. defended his uh, lightweight title at 125 against uh, Mr. I know I'm not saying it right. His name is Magasayo. He's he's pretty much the new... He's a Manny Pacquiao disciple. He's pretty much the right-handed version of of Manny. Not as hyper, not as uh, quick with both hands, but this kid can flat-out box. Okay, Gary came in saying he had a shoulder injury, but you showed up in the ring, so if you show up to fight, no excuses. It was a good fight. And uh, the new Pacquiao, he acquitted himself well. Uh, actually better than Manny's first title fight. This kid, this kid's going to be a problem. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gary's going to get a rematch or whatever if uh, his shoulder really was bothering him. But at 33, Gary, you got to stop fighting once a year. You got to get in as much as you can before you have to call it quits. I mean, he's still a great fighter. And like I said, this fight still could have went either way. But the new kid, Magasayo, yeah. he Like I said, he's the right-handed Pacquiao. Check him out. I also found the next Tito Trinidad. Puerto Rican Sabril Matias. I see now why Tank vacated at 140. This kid hits hard. And uh I see why Barrios went to 147. Okay, he he uh he beat a guy up to the point where this guy actually died two years ago and he went on a downward spiral in the t- depression. I mean, it is the hurt business, but I don't think he went in there with the intent to kill anybody. And uh this was like his second fight back. He's only lost one time, and the guy that beat him, he just beat up Saturday night. So, like I said, this guy, this is the new Tito Trinidad. Check him out. His name is Sabriel Matias. And like I said, this kid can hit. You know, other news, the fraud Cambosis is yet to name who, who he is fighting. I wonder why. Go ahead and name Garcia, Ryan Garcia, because that's literally the only fight you have a chance to win. Devin the Dream Haney is waiting. You have everything you want. What's the holdup? Ryan Garcia is coming out there saying he doesn't have to be a full-time boxer. Right. Yeah. I want you to say that when you when you get a real title fight, you're a part-time boxer because you're going to get your part-time ass kicked. But like I said, you're probably going to be Cambos' choice if you take the fight. I don't even think you have to fight the heart to fight him. But at some point, you're going to have to get in the ring. And I can't wait. Like I said, guys like you are bad for the sport. Ryan Garcia, Anthony Joshua, the no heart having dudes. They're bad for boxing. And Jake Paul has been telling people he wants to fight Mike Tyson. Really? Because it's news to Mike. Like Mike said, Mike said he's in the hurt business. And if they get in the ring, he's going to hurt him. His exact words were, I'm going to play jokes with, on his tat- tattoo jokes on his ribs. I, 
That's one fight I would love to see. I would actually pay for that. Because I want to see Mike break something. It ain't going to be none of that clinching or trying. Mike's going to Mike's gonna kill your ass. So be careful what you wish for. In this case, I hope you get it. Okay, not much in the sports world going on this weekend. But uh, I wanted to, uh, a couple of rants I wanted to get out. Uh, I don't know if you saw uh, the reporters trying to get Penny Hardaway to business about uh, losing eight of the last 12 games. Like Penny said, his, uh, his three starters, he started four freshmen. Three of his starters from last year were in COVID protocol, and one had a nasty injury. So they were trying to ask if Penny, was he embarrassed? And Penny pretty much gave him what for, for coming after him, which, I mean, which was only right. But we had people defending him. Then we had our guy, the resident coon, Stephen A. Smith, saying he shouldn't have said it like that. Well, let me tell you something, Stephen. That po- politically correct correct BS, that's over with. And you haven't been a black man in a long time, so please stop saying that. You're the corporate man. Anything that sways toward the black agenda, you're against. You're the corporate guy. That's what you are. So stop saying a black man because you have no idea what being a black man is other than your your skin pigment. And Penny Hardaway, yeah, he got the second ranked pick in the, the second co- ranked college kid in the country last year, Monty Bates. But this is the thing with these college ki- these high school kids. Most of them, yes, they have talent. They can play ball. They play at these prep schools where they dominate lesser competition. And they get to college and they're thinking it's going to be the same thing. But you have to actually learn how to play. That's where you actually learn how to play in college. Because right now, on the home front, basketball is devoid of fundamentals. Everybody wants to run up and down the court and shoot threes like Steph Curry. Nobody wants to play real basketball. I guess it's too boring, too hard to learn, or they don't have the patience. Amani Bates is going to be, he's a talent, no doubt. He's a talent. But the kid that plays for Gonzaga, I can't remember his name, the big white kid, dropped 50 on him. He dropped 50 on him. So Penny Hardaway went to recruit him. What is he going to say to Penny Hardaway? Oh, I did this, 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 this. And Penny was like, oh, yeah, I did too. You know what I'm saying? I gave Scottie Pippen 42. Yeah. Nobody dropped 42 on on on, on Penny. So these kids got to, you know, if they really want to be special, they're going to have to listen for a little while. Guys like Stephen A. Smith I can't stand Jason Williams, but he actually was on the right side of this. And uh, Keyshawn just was like, let's move on, because Max Kellerman made some of the most asinine statements. ever. And I like Max, because he's usually on our side. But uh, he was like, oh, he shouldn't have said, like, yeah, Max, <clears throat> you lost that one. You was acting like your boy then. You, you was on your white privilege then. So, but check it out. It's on YouTube. Was Penny right? Was Penny wrong? I don't think he did anything wrong. He actually stood up for himself. And like I said, those times of being politically correct are over. The truth is the truth is the truth. Well, that's all I have for Mandate Monday. As always, it's your boy OG, and I'm O-U-T.